Curtain going up. Curtain going up. Places, please. Overture, stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, she comes to you from the cornfields of Indiana. She loves the Constitution more than she likes most people. Allow me to introduce Shouse in the House. Okay, so I'm. This episode has been months in the making, right? So I've been trying to convince all of you to come on here for a long time, but I'm excited that you finally agreed to it. I think that it's going to be really fun to see the results of of this gathering. Um, as a podcaster, it's hard sometimes when we sit in a room together with one another and. You guys fucking hate podcasters. Like it's not a it's not a fun world to live in when you are a podcaster and you guys are talking about how much you hate them all the time. So, I would love for you guys to start off with just like a general reason why you guys hate podcasters so much. Like what where on the doll did they hurt you? Dave Smith. <laughs> It all started with Dave Smith. The comedian, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess from my perspective, it's more the the Liberty podcasters. Um, okay. It all started with whoever the fuck it was that got it first, got Dave Smith on their show. And then it just became a massive circle jerk of Dave Smith going around and watching everybody finish on each other on every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's what it was. It was just a big circle jerk. And Dave just went around and got a tug on everybody. And it's it's like that's some people only tweet about that. That's all they talk about is like, guys, I got Dave Smith on. And then and then they just reminisce on it. And then they get shoe, you know, or someone else. It, it's they don't shut up about it. It's like, OK, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of cool. Like, that's cool that you got it was like a really popular comedian on your thing. But like, OK. That, okay, uh, so next. For, for me, it is the uh, propping up in the libertarian community, uh, people who say shit like, uh, it's okay to be with, with a 13-year-old if you're a 40-year-old man, because looking from the outside in, there's a stereotype that libertarians, uh, you know, are pedophiles, right? So if you're a completely outside stranger trying to get interested in the liberty community, and you look into it, like currently right now, they're just all calling each other uh, pedos, and they're all propping up this guy who's saying stuff like that. It makes us all look so the, really bad. So, in essence, the hypocritical, like, um, you say one thing and then you're you're doing another, or you're or you're trying to combat the idea that you the, that you are the that. constant then... the constant uh, infighting and the constant propping up of people that are not good people just because they get attention not all attention is good and i think that that's the thing that a lot of people who do these podcasts and they do these things they don't i guess realize is that that's why a lot of people are mad at them because they make uh, any legitimate effort uh kind of clownery right okay what about Mine's you two? similar along the line of clout chasing is basically the way I would sum that up. It's it's not about creating a productive dialogue. It's creating enough dialogue that you get noticed. And I started to notice a pattern that if you like, cause I, 
a long time ago in another life, I did a very, very completely amateur just for fun podcast with a couple of friends where we were just drinking beer and we were talking about like anything in media and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, we realized how useless it was. But none of these guys realize how absolutely useless it is to just sit around and talk all day. They think it's the most important thing that's ever happened in all of human history to sit around in a Burger King hat saying the N-word to each other constantly. Like, they're just, they're really invoking the change they want to see in the world by doing that. And in a in a similar vein of, like, propping up the pedal, if you dare question them, you've committed yes. a sin. Which you, is insane. Yeah, Ask any propping... of them, hey, you can achieve liberty tomorrow. True liberty and the ideas of anarcho-capitalism or any other tree of liberty you think should be the one. You can achieve it tomorrow. But you must stop podcasting today and see how many don't just respond. That makes no sense. <laughs> it is impossible for them to imagine a world where they are not podcasting about it's, something. And it's it's always <laughs> like weird to me. Like even when uh, when I was within their their circles and I would I would listen to them. You know they would they would talk about oh well this person doesn't support us and it's just because uh, you know they're a Lulbert. And then I started to notice that like not everybody's a Lulbert. <laughs> that doesn't like something you do and sometimes you do stupid shit so it's like people people are not gonna approve of you know immediately after someone comes out about a politician uh, abusing them you know you making a mockery of that or making a scene out of everything they're not gonna appreciate that and it doesn't make them Lulberts if they question what you're doing when you're just making yourself look like a horse's end uh, you know, like what gets me like more than more than a lot of that is sort of like this overarching like meta narrative that like government is bad and we should have less of it. But then you have this group of people who has sort of put themselves in charge of sort of like forwarding that movement. And then when you actually look into what they're doing, it's the exact same damn thing we hate the government for. Right. It's all this backroom bullshit. It's all like, you know, just them covering for each other. And, you know, like if something bad happens to one of them, like they'll just like dogpile on the people who are, you know, actually given them legitimate criticism. And there's this idea that they they sort of treat people who are criticizing them as like this this outgroup. And like like this is conspiracy theory or this is you know all half truth and lies and like in reality a lot of these criticisms are extremely valid and they'll hear absolutely none of them and and they'll send people after the people who are actually trying to like hey you guys could do better um and they don't seem to want to do better they seem to want to continue their sort of like like nepotistic, like circle jerk and, you know, just sort of maintain ad revenue, you know, and like, I'm not saying that making money is bad or making money on a podcast is bad. It's just that it seems to me like that's the number one and they don't really give a shit about anything they claim to give a shit about. Oh, well, then you have the other problem. They don't actually chase ad revenue because they say stuff they know is going to remove their ad revenue. So they're chasing your war bucks. They're basically buying war bonds from you, saying that let us fight for you by saying these words that are going to offend everybody. 
So give us your money so we say the things that you're too scared to say. What? <laughs> why don't you just invoke, why don't you encourage people to have these conversations honestly rather than you're the only one that can do this? You're not. You're, you're not. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and when I say ad revenue, I don't mean like they're showing ads on their channels. Like most of them don't have a whole lot of that, but like, like revenue that they're going to gain from their following in general really is, it seems to be of utmost importance, right? Like we got to send our kids to Disneyland and we got to like pay for X, Y, and Z. And, you know, like it's, it just, it just seems like that's, that's what's important. And actually being like a non shitty human isn't really important. I feel like a lot of them uh, would speak out about things if they didn't feel like if they spoke out about things, because there have been people within that movement who would like privately message each other and complain about something going on when all they would have to do was uh, say how they felt about it originally. That way, you know, people in the chat would know, but instead they just continue to support stuff that they would never support because they form this collective, which is the underlying message of ordinary men, which is why we hate government. Exactly. Frank, Frank, you, you got it. That's hey, exactly hey, what it is. That's collectivists, and that's wrong. <laughs> How dare you lump them all together because they work together in <clears throat> secret chat rooms behind the scenes to organize effectively to conquer all opposition. That's collectivists of you to accuse them of that. Um, so here's the thing. It, it's, it, there's like an underlying moral integrity, right? That I feel like when we're talking about people like Thaddeus Russell, and I, I have no problem dropping names for all of these scenarios that you guys have, have laid out because we'll do it, I don't yeah. actually know any of these people. I'm not involved in these Liberty circles, but I am a, a person who is very much in line with like railing against the government, right? Like that's why I started my podcast in the first place. It wasn't to gain clout. It wasn't to, to do anything for myself. It was to try to bring more people to the table to say, you know what? I may disagree with you on certain things, but I agree with you that the government is the fucking problem. So um, when you have, you know, people like Thaddeus Russell, it's this edge lording, right? Like I'm going to say things that I don't actually believe that are coming out of my mouth. I can't imagine that Thaddeus Russell in his postmodernist whatever world that he lives in is sitting there legitimately thinking, hmm, it's okay for a 40-year-old to fuck a 13-year-old. Like I can't imagine Dude. like in his mind he really thinks that that's okay. And, and he even went and tried to kind of backtrack on the next episode that he appeared somewhere later. But I think all of you have made very... Sorry. <laughs> um, my lockdown, son of a... Whoops. But... You can privately go in and, and say, you know what? I don't really agree with this, but you can't publicly say that. The question is why? Why can't you? Is is I, you your know, personal moral integrity not good? And not, I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about the people no, who are it's, doing it's this. It's really weird, and it doesn't matter like what – it doesn't matter. It's because you're going against them. It's They don't even pay attention to like what concerns you might have because in private they'll be like, well, yeah, you have a valid concern or – well, yeah, this is a reason why this shouldn't be happening. And I'm like, well, then why did you, why did you support this? Why did you argue for six hours well, in like, favor though, of this right? scenario? Like if you're, if you're part of a collective group, 
like which they are and everyone is to an extent like it's normal for humans to hang out with each other that's not weird but when you set up a group like they've set up a group like the reason why they can't come out and say what they're feeling is because they know full well that if they do they're gone right and, and they see, value being in the in-group more than they value basic human dignity and like basic morality and ethics. I, so see, elaborate I think on that, that, Frank, for a second. I, yeah. Like when we talk about like the legitimate moral integrity, like there's real scenarios that have played out over the course of the last, uh, what, three months that culminated back in October and I think that those people should be brought to to an understanding on how people perceive how that situation was handled. I mean, the situation wasn't handled. It was covered up. 100%. You know? I mean, like, so, like, Kevin Hobby, who was the chair of the Oklahoma Libertarian Party, uh, was, like, beating up his girlfriend and, and torturing her. Right, like legitimately torturing. We're talking like actual torture, um, psychological and physical, and people knew about it, right? Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, there's there's like ah, uh, like uh, what's his name? Armed Bear. Don't know his real name. He goes by Armed Bear. Like he's friends with the guy, like in real life, and like he still endorsed him to be chair. Like he, he didn't care because, you know, your buddy in power means that you get a little bit of something, something I'm sure. Right. You know, and uh, a clean libertarian, same story, man. You know, it's oh, like, and he like knew both knew about it and didn't he knew while it, while it was happening. Something. Yeah. What's, like, the, yeah. Like What's the one guy, Todd Hagopian? Yeah. Todd Hagopian. Um, there were, there were several people who endorsed statements supporting him, and there were several people who endorsed him, and there were several people who uh, swept what he did under the rug and continued to prop him up behind the scenes and use him. And I think it's really sad because it was a politician abusing his position of power over someone to make them feel small. And she came out, and we're supposed to be, you know, anarchists and libertarians, which are supposed to be against government corruption. And no one, no one wanted to say anything about it because it was a domestic violence situation. How bad is it when Nancy Pelosi takes a better stance on domestic and sexual abuse than fucking you can as a libertarian? How, how yeah. fucking much shame should you feel as a human being that that old Catholic broad can actually say two words against a corrupt politician groping women in New York State. What the fuck I just is wrong didn't with you? <laughs> I didn't understand the need to cope and like make up excuses for him when he came out, admitted it, <clears throat> and yeah, admitted it. Twice. It deleted it. Deleted his own account. Came out and was like, "Yeah, everything she said was right. I'm sorry. Like I'm a piece of turd. Bye." And you know he left. And uh, there were people, like, in our anarchy community that were like, yeah, well, but, like, we don't know what happened. And it's like, why Why do you do that? In including like, someone inferring maybe she deserved it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that well, was, that well, happened. That, uh, I, I that, saw uh, that. girl, right? Veruca Salt or, you know, any number of her alts, right? Like, 
yeah she that, out, flat out like fabricated a story that she knew her that, mother just like like, just to discredit her her mom and oh yeah she's a liar like, right. not and just his, that, it, it's my understanding in that story that it wasn't even that she said she knew her mom. She said that the the leadership of the OKLP actually held a phone call that her mother was yeah. present on disputing yes. what she said. That is what my that's understanding what, that's is what of she what said. Baruch yeah. told people. And oh, then uh, yeah. she also had, she made up a, a numerous amounts of things. She also said that they basically just tried to slander this woman and they used uh, the person... I, I fully believe that they used her as, as some way to do that because the rest of them got really quiet and didn't say anything or they just quietly liked things and continued to prop him up or like opened up messages like, well, at least he admitted it. So what courage it, it doesn't take courage once you've been exposed for something to go. Yeah, I guess I did that. That takes no courage. Well, and it takes and no courage to torture and abuse people. I don't, I don't get the reaction that was had to that situation, and I also don't get the following situation that people created, I guess, because they wanted to be edgy, where they, they were perfectly fine playing off of the situation for jokes, but then they would go on, on podcasts, we go back to podcasts here, and just, just shit on her, and play in the favor of, of Kevin Hobby, and it's like, why would you... Why would you do that in that moment? It just made no sense to me. There are just there are times and places to say something stupid, and that's not one of them. And it seems to me that that group has a special unaware an awareness of when you should not say something stupid like that. In my opinion. Well, see, I'm not so sure that it's unawareness, right? Like, I think that they, I think they understand at least on a basic level, this is bad, right? Like, it's just that I think that they have something to gain, and I don't know quite what it is, right? But they have something to gain by Kevin Hobby walking away from this as clean as he possibly can, right? Like, they all probably knew this guy's going to burn for this, probably, but if we can get ahead of it a little bit and we can kind of soften that blow, then... We, we can still kind of get ours, right? You know, and like it, in terms of Veruca, right? Like she was setting up a podcast with Kevin Hobby when all this went down, right? And so like, of course she has something to gain, right? Like she's looking to be in with the in-group and then all of a sudden her her golden ticket, right? P- turns out to be, you know, made of aluminum foil, and so this, so it's like, of course she's going to be malleable, and and who knows like what her experience was in all of this, right? Like she seems kind of like a pawn to me, but somebody used her right to do all of this, right? And you know she probably said some of that stuff on her own because you know she's like, okay, well I I need to protect the group that way I can be in the group, you know, and she's still not in the group. Right. So you have to kind of wonder, like, what do these people have to gain? Right. And like, to me, it's like, okay, well, Kevin Hobby's a politician. He obviously has connections. Uh, He he got the chair seat somehow. Um, And 
Like there's a, like at a local level in Oklahoma, like he probably knows people. And and people want those connections. You know, people like Todd and people like Adam Bear and people like Clean Libertarian, right? That they can see the potential, right? And and then they look past the the completely like objective moral failings of this man. So you guys keep talking about I feel like that they have something to gain. I don't know what it is. I like I I keep asking myself as I intermittently listen to some of these things and I engage with some of these individuals and my my interaction with them is incredibly limited. I, I didn't even know that that world existed until I started hanging out with many of you. <clears throat> so I I keep asking like what's the goal, right? Like what what are you trying to accomplish? And going back to what you said, like as far as, you know, anarchists and libertarians, like the goal is less government, right? Like that that's the ultimate goal. We we want less government interference in our lives. And I I think it's really hard to like go online and personally attack people, defend um, domestic abusers and hang out with Dave Smith. But then in the next breath, be like, oh, but come to my my rally to tell people to stop um, wearing masks or whatever. You know, like it's it's like what you are engaging with and how you're you're gaining your audience doesn't match what your end goal is. Am I wrong about that? I I don't even I don't even think they have an end goal. I think honestly at this point like they just want to they just want to clown around and make jokes. <coughs> and that's like my my perspective being and I don't for the record while this is supposed to be like an anti-podcast podcast, I don't hate podcasters. I just dislike some things that I've seen them do. And <laughs> I'll hate them for you. That's fine. I just I feel like um <laughs> I have enough hate to go around, don't worry. They they I mean, don't they, they don't have like really political goals. I think some of them have monetary goals for themselves and I think that some of them have uh attention goals for themselves. I don't actually think any of the people that are doing this are actually really looking for political gain for liberty. And they have principles that they agree on, but it reminds me a lot of, uh, I don't want to use the term, but the term grifter definitely comes to mind a lot. It feels like they play off these issues and they play off these topics and they play off these things within our space and they rile people up and it generates attention. And that's why they don't care if they get negative attention and they're willing to say whatever it takes. My my big thing is, my big problem is, my issue is that they're being grifters, but then they try to make this image of themselves being like some super principled person who's making a change in the world. Like, yes. if you're going to be a grifter, just, I, just be, be a grifter. Like, I've, I've my Patreon's pinned that, like, to the top of my profile, by the way, just in case like, you guys know. That, <laughs> that's like, that's why, like, I'm pretty straightforward on my Twitter when I say that, like, don't really take much of my stuff seriously because I'm just kind of a shit poster. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and build this image up of me I'm tell, and tell everybody like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and make great change yeah. in the world and make everyone's life better. Like, no, I'm, I'm a shit poster, dude. I'm not going to lie to you about that. And it, there's a lot of podcasters that I've noticed that 
want their public image to be like, I'm this outstanding person making significant change in the world. And then behind closed doors, you know, in these group chats and stuff, like they're, they're bullying people. They're treating people like shit. Like, you know, I'm sick of this, this fake fucking public image. And, and that's my biggest problem with this. Well, what, I mean, I'm, I was going to go after the meta from the beginning. I told you guys that, but maybe you can agree to this. I've, there's a few different types of them that come in and come out. And I think there are some podcasters. The, the surge of the Liberty podcast came out of lockdown. While yeah. they've always existed, the surge came from a bunch of people being locked up in their houses, hating the government already, and then having another reason to hate the government. Like, I re- really need to tell people how much I hate the government. And they found I an audience. Heather, I because... started my podcast in May of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, there's criticisms to that, but there's also compliments that could follow. Whereas these fuckers just got famous for sitting in lockdown going, I really, really hate the government, guys. Don't you? Well, yeah, everybody did right then. Everybody hated the government. Everybody hated their incompetent alien situation. Unless you were like just a mainlining blue Democrats and they're going, they're going to save us. <laughs> That everybody hated the government. So, of course, they had an audience. And out of that, you get, like, three general breeds. The competent person that probably can do a lot but is easily corruptible. The moron who thinks he can go into politics somehow or make this political. And then the shit poster that realized all he has to do is wear a Burger King crown and say the N-word into a microphone and people will laugh at him. And they're all in this puddle together, mingling together, sharing each other's shit and eating each other's shit in a dust mite ridden mattress of feces that's called the liberty podcast movement and anytime somebody be honest lays on it they get itchy i i've been itchy laid in the mattress man like and the thing is they're not all bad people like they're really some of them are good people and i think the saddest part is is that i think that uh this whole situation has really gone to the heads of a few people because in person and when you remove that bullcrap and you actually penetrate their shell and you meet who they are on the inside this soft little crab person you can look at them and be like why can't you just be this man why can't you just be this why do you have to pretend to be this person that's vitriolic and that's an asshole all the time when you're not when you're actually this other person in there that's that's the part that kills me the most is like I genuinely don't think that these people are like really bad people and I genuinely don't even think that they agree with like a lot of the stuff that they say. I think that they say it just to get a reaction and I mean if you ask them a lot of it they'll agree. But it's but I just I don't understand that and that's kind of the argument Toad makes all the time where he's like, "Oh, but yes. This is they're really really you don't know them. They're a really good person." And I, I just don't understand how people have the time to create this fake online persona in addition to their real person. Like, how do you, how do you, I'm going to, I'm going to so explain playing characters. No, they're playing characters then at the end yes. of the day. Yes. So if they're, they're not actually characters. like this behind the scenes, 
then they don't actually mean what the fuck they say somehow. That's some it's it's a character say it's Alex Jones performance art argument all yes. over it. They're perform they that's why they really like Alex Jones. They look up to him. Like and that's why it's not because they believe the stuff that he says. It's because they admire how committed to his performance art that he is. The only time anyone got Alex Jones to admit that what he was doing was character art was in custody papers. He was going to lose his kids if he didn't come out and say Oh yeah, no, I'm just playing a bit. That's not really me. That's that's some of these people. They want to be this thing. They want, they're really committed. And I think that at first they were like, "Oh, I'm playing a character." And I think for some of them they became that person. And I mean, I shit post and I've experienced that myself. I mean, there've been times when I stopped and examined and I was like, "Why are you being like a ripe old cunt?" You know? maybe calm down a little bit uh, yes going? Like, <laughs> so, like i've had the, there's been moments where like i find myself kind of slipping into it and you got to keep yourself in check like because they'll clap they'll, they'll seal clap everybody will seal clap for you if you do the shitty things that's well, the yeah. thing so it's a weird it's a weird form of psychosis form like that's the direct medical term for it it's reached they've reached a detachment from reality that yeah, their character kind of. is now their persona whenever they get online, whether they're in or out. And then you get, after they've started a shitstorm, after you've disagreed with them publicly, after they've called you a moron, you message them or they message you and you sort it out. Oh, wow, they're a real person again. Oh, so what you need yeah. is therapy. You need to actually sit down and have a conversation with a professional, principled person. Oh, of course, yes. that's all you needed. Psych- here's the thing, though, right? Like, you, you can excuse some of it but like oh they're doing a bit right? oh it's not an excuse i'm just like, i'm trying to like explain I'm, it lied to me i think actually but you kind of thing, though, right is that like there's there's a difference between i'm playing a character and i'm gonna go ahead and take money from kevin hobby and list him as a executive producer on my podcast so that my kids can go to disneyland right like yeah like there's a there's a line that was crossed doing that and i don't think that there's like that's no longer a character that is you right and your character is you right like this is this is all part of you and so that's why i got to like, the three yeah, types okay, the like, third well, type see, is the character type. Was, the first type are those gonna, uncompromising i was gonna say that when when people like toad say stuff like oh well, they're actually a really good person you're not judging them as a person. You don't know them as a person. You're judging their account. That's what they put out there. What you see is what they put out there. The only reason that any of us that have any behind-the-scenes knowledge of these people and are like, well, actually, they're not like that, is because we know them beyond that. And I think what's really weird to me is that they don't want people in those spaces, and they don't want people to be aware that they're a, a kind person deep down or that they don't actually like what they're doing or that the reason they're doing it is because they have some kind of problem but then again they do because if you're close to them and you don't automatically know that and you try to call them on something they're like how dare you question my character when you know my character and it's like well do i know your character or do i just know your character (laughs) you know that's the thing that's what i was getting at with the third type the 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 shit posters there's still like the people like agopian armed bear and other political players that just completely overlooked the abuse. They're the the politicians. They were the capable people before this started. They were going to be in politics and they're in podcasting also. Then you have the second type that are the lockdown idiots that 
think that they're going to accomplish something by just saying taxation is theft and I hate the state over and over again in a microphone. And then you have, you have to the, the N word spammers in the third type. And, and it, I'm we, not we, really it's careful not to conflate them all into the one group because you got somebody in the middle. I put Shane Hazel in the middle group there. He started out trying to be a political player during lockdown. He got his most biggest fame during lockdown, not realizing the people he was attracting to his arguments were going to be the most critical of him. So when he said stupid shit that was not conducive with the own points he'd been making for a year and they called him on it, he started to compromise it. He became the first type. He, he started to shift in the compromise side, like, well, guys, I actually work for Raytheon because the money was really good, and I've been looking for another job for four years, but I just can't seem to find anything that doesn't involve bombing kids in the Middle East, so uh, it's a hard life out here for me, guys. I had to build that house, guys. <laughs> what? And you're, you're gonna... <laughs> Need a Four gonna, Seasons port. Sorry, Afghanistan! What the fuck? Me, I'm, I'm, not about, I'm not about the whole... Uh... I try not to judge what people have to do currently in the system uh, for work, if I can. But at the same time, uh, there are some things that you don't reveal to the public. Well, he didn't. Other people found it out. The point is he made his brand hating the military-industrial complex. He sat there railing against it for a year. And when it's revealed he works for the MIC, his excuses. The money was right, man. What can I say, man? I had to build I a mean, house, man. I got a family, man. What do you expect me to do? Is like probably do a better job living by your principles, or at least make your principles match how you live. One, one of the two. Don't make it easier for us to bomb children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he literally made. made stop, I just stop uh, making really glass for the spooks that are gonna black bag us yeah. all when the he, fucking firearms ban comes in. He, maybe he, that. It's a little maybe, different working for Raytheon. Yeah, it's a little different with working for Raytheon. He literally specialized with, like, cameras and stuff in low light. Oh, okay, so you're making it easier for us to drop bombs on brown people at night. I I think it was revealed, too, that the company he was working for before he was even owned by Raytheon was working on the fucking Fed spook projects that they were going to be using for their nighttime optics and everything. It's like, so for the entire time, you've been selling glass to the government while saying how corrupt the government is and we shouldn't give them these tools. No, guys, we can't criticize him. Don't criticize him, guys. Oh, yeah, See, that's yeah, another yeah. thing. How like, dare you? He's the governor of Georgia soon. 100%. Like, if you're going to do that, that's another thing. You have to understand that if someone does find that out, uh, they will criticize you. And it should be understandable why people would criticize you for that. Nobody explained I don't, it. <laughs> I don't judge yet. I don't judge people for, like, what kind of job they have to do. But at the same time... Uh, I do kind of chuckle a little bit at the idea that there was someone anti-war working with Raytheon, though. That's kind of it's it's just like if you're working there, like tell people, be open about it. Like, like I've been really open that I work I work in pharmaceuticals and I hate it, and I'm actively trying to get you know get my way out of here. But like, I mean, I'm not gonna like turn around and then be like, yeah, well, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is bad while I'm actually working in it. It's 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 this weird fucking hypocrisy i guess i don't know how but no so he revealed he had an nda that's one of the reasons he didn't talk about it fine enough but what like there's so many other past pathways you can take other than living with it including taking a pay cut i'm sorry just say it hey honey times are gonna be tough right now but i can't work for this because it's bothering my conscience i'm calling my brothers members of a murder cult while still unironically working for said murder cult we might have to do some cutbacks here for a while because i got a new job where, and it pays less 
but and then you tell your audience too, like guys, things are tough. I'm building a new house and everything. I do need some help. I actually had to quit. And tell them why you quit your job. They'll gain respect for you. You might get more money out of it because you're living by your principles. You're a hero to them. But no, keep it a secret because I don't want them to know how much money I make getting kids killed in the fucking Middle East. <laughs> Somebody do the I, math of it. Run the numbers. Somebody. Well, <laughs> and then and then again, you, you know, I saw him. I saw him. Uh, you know, criticizing other people for, for their principles and their actions. And that's where he definitely loses me on that. Because it's like, if you're going to criticize someone for being a veteran or for, for serving in the military or for doing anything, honestly, statist, if you work for Raytheon, maybe don't. That would be a good idea to just stop there. It would be like me being like, oh, you're dirty if you had like a square of dirt on you and I'm just covered in shit. So... <laughs> That's the part where I'm like, just be consistent. And I guess that's what I want from people is some kind of consistency. Like if someone tortured your family member or tortured someone close to you, would you be like, oh, that's hilarious. Let's dunk on her and uh, prop up the guy who did it. Or, you know, if, if, if your 13-year-old daughter was raped by her 40-year-old teacher so she could pass her course, would you be cool with that? And I asked some of them those questions, and instead of getting answers, I got, well, don't bring her. Well, don't bring her kids into it. Don't make well, it don't, personal. Don't bring that. I, I definitely, like, definitely want to go yourself, back. Look at yourself. Ask yourself if I applied the same things that I just said to the people I loved, how would that make me feel? That's what I want them to understand. Be I, consistent. I, I definitely want to go back. But even within that incident with Thaddeus Russell, what you have is a person who is a, a college professor of political science or whatever the fuck he is, engaging in shitposting tactics to up his street cred. And when you watch the episode that Liberty Lockdown had him on with the, with the trafficked person and everything like that, it turns out it was all just about the age of consent laws and the fact that we let the government determine age of consent and things like that, where there are other practical things. An extremely reasonable point for a libertarian to make in context of letting the government control each individual person's and also the sex offender registry and the power it holds in society. A credible argument and a discussion to be had, especially for libertarians to have. Because I know we'll see that ANCAPs hate the argument, who's going to build the roads? But your average blue tie or red tie off the street, when you go up and talk to them about how we don't need the government, is going to want to hear a reasoned, thought-out explanation for these things. So creating yes. that is not a bad idea. But going online and saying, yeah, it's totally fine for a 40-year-old to fuck a 13-year-old as long as they consented. Anytime or, that you or, or, called <laughs> out the, uh, the the 13-year-old argument, anytime you called that out, also you don't think that people should have these discussions? No, I'm fine with the fucking discussion. That's not what I have a problem with. And, and see, that was the thing. That's always the thing. There's always some kind of deflection tactic or... Something like that, like any time that you go to try to address any of these issues and it's it's not completely in private, it's that way. Well, you're just trying it's to never about discussion. It's always about saving face or deflecting onto something else. Yeah. Well, or silencing, right? So you guys brought up Shane Hazel, who you haven't mentioned yet, and I'm shocked that her name hasn't made it into this conversation, but the redheaded libertarian and, oh, and many others. Yes, I got a bone to pick with that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, you'll have to take your pick. You can see all of them. Me and High Skeletor were buddy buddies back in the day. Like I mean, her were too. Yeah. Before I got in with anybody. She is an old school Ron Paul libertarian. Yeah, and 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 she she was cool back then, right? Like she had like you know maybe a thousand followers, and we'd share memes and talk about stuff and defended her. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah I absolutely defended her, you know, and like she would talk with people, and then all of a sudden, right, she gets this writing gig for the Federalist, and her account blows up, and she starts dishing out some, I mean, objectively freaking terrible takes. Federalization. And, you know, some people had a problem with that because, like, you know, there's there's a difference between, like, OG Josie and not OG Josie. And they mentioned this to her. And, I mean, like, I got blocked by her, like, way yeah. before everybody else did because I was like, hey, that's a shit fake, you know? Like, it actually works like this. And I don't even remember what the fuck it was because it wasn't something important, right? Like, nobody was raped. Nobody was tortured, right? It was just like, <laughs> hey, uh, actually, you know, and all of a sudden, I'm blocked. Like, I went from, like, being mutuals, we're sharing memes, everything's groovy, to you are now no longer allowed to even interact with me. The term is persona non grata. Right, persona non grata. I got, I got the person. And, and look, okay, fine. Like, I don't really care that much. Like, I don't want to come across as I'm salty about this. I'm just saying there's a fucking problem here. Right, and it's it's well, bigger than just me. She uh she referred to my friends and I as irredeemable or pedophiles without yeah. any 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 grounding <laughs> for her claims whatsoever. So I've been on like a war path against her for a very long time. Isn't she uh, friends with Thaddeus Russell, ironically enough? Yes. Imagine I think shock. she is. Imagine my fucking shock. That, of course, right? Of course. God damn um, it. You can't even make we me are, shit up. We are, we are worse than Thaddeus Russell to her. Yeah. I, I can't. And what pisses me off is that I defended her and I used to have conversations with her and I used to really like her. And I used to, you know, have discussions and shit in La Booty Gang. Like, well, you know, guys, like, she's... I don't want to get into it, you know, I like her, she's okay, you know, when they were like, oh no, she's trash, she's a terrible person, so I guess in that one they were definitely right, um, but I called her out because she said that shit about the irredeemable, uh, and the pedophiles, and I was like, hey man, uh, maybe don't fucking misuse sexual abuse allegations like that, that would be super cool of you to not do that. Because she wasn't just doing that. She was also going around underneath posts that she didn't like and calling them a pedophile. And then anyone uh, that she didn't like after that who came to defend said person was a pedophile defender. And she stuck with that up until uh, she had someone reach out to me and I was trying to work to, to make amends with her. And she still, even in that moment, was like, Oh well, she she defended uh, she defended a pedophile, and I'm like, where, where did I do that? Because you guys know me, you know how absurd that is, entirely. And uh, she referenced my friend Sabercat, nine nine ninety eight or something like that, and that was one of the people that he was like, why would you say this? And she just called him a pedophile, no proof, nothing. She just labeled him one. And then because I was associated with him, I was one. And then anyone that defended me was defending them. It's this insane dissonance 
And her followers, even the ones, the one that reached out to me, and I tried to make amends with her, I was like, I want an apology from her. Because she spread that about me. She spread that about me out in the open and uh, lied about me, got me jumped, and retweeted someone who was saying that uh, because I was abused as a child, I would abuse people. That happened. So I'm just... I, I tried to make amends with her, and I tried to, to set that up with her, and in the end, all that ended up happening was uh, I, I kept firm on it, and she kept me blocked because she didn't want the negative publicity of apologizing to me and admitting that she'd made a mistake. So she can't even admit that she made a mistake. Well, and if you recall where all of that came from, right, was she was getting absolutely shit on because she came out like in support of us nuking the fuck out of Japan and vaporizing like 600,000 innocent civilians uh, when we didn't have to. She was all for that. Two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, we needed that because Japan, whatever, blah, 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 this, that. You know, and so people rightly have a problem with, hey, maybe we shouldn't vaporize civilians uh, willy-nilly. Like that's a pretty reasonable take, man, and uh, and it's not a take that she would she, she would even entertain. And uh, and when it finally hit a fever pitch, you know, she she blocked like half of Liberty Twitter. And then it just spiraled into being about uh, her child, which I feel really bad about. I mean, I really do feel for her. I can't imagine what that's like, but. It's not about that, dude. Like, not everything has to be about that. Sometimes people just don't like stuff you say. Or they just dislike things you said about them that wasn't true. Because thousands of people believe the shit that you say, man. <laughs> like, and so when you're out here just throwing shit around, like, the P word, it's just kind of, uh... Popsicle? Why would you do that? You know, it just kind of irks me a lot about her. Well, and but I think, I think that... the best approach to her is uh, to ignore her 100%, in my honest opinion. Well, I think that's the best solution for a lot of all of this, right? Like, stop giving these people any yep. sort of oxygen. That whole situation with Rothbardian and Callie where um, – in my opinion, I don't ever get involved in any of this, right? Like I don't ever tweet about it. I don't subtweet. I don't do any of that stuff because I just, I, I really, I don't, I'm not capable of it. Actually but pretty fun. That whole situation, I, I don't know. It hit home for me because I'm in the process of working to finally be like back to where I used to be from a weight perspective. And it has not been an easy road. Fucking having two kids, it doesn't do well for you when you wait until you're almost fucking 40 to do it. So mm -hmm. I I have a lot of respect for Callie for the efforts that she has put into losing weight. Like I'm very proud of her. And to see yeah. a per, like a truly legitimate personal attack. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a shit post. That was a personal attack. Yeah. 100% it was. And. And. And then the response was never like, you're right, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. The response Which was, oh, have been. I'm just a, 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 what does she call herself? A fucking a bad bird, bird or a toxic bird or something? Like, you just can't be mean to people 
And then turn around in the next breath and post your pictures of your protest and be like, come hang out with me and protest masks on kids. Like, Well, sure you can. And you'll even have podcasters saying that you're actually a pretty good person because you do that. But the I'm, the lack of ability to criticize, right? Like you go and you say, hey, that's that's a bad take. Stop giving people like that any level of oxygen. And that's the... If if that's not the voices that we want heard, then we should silence them by not listening to them. And that's hundred percent. That's the only way. If you don't want people to see this shit because it's shit, it's clown show. Just fucking don't interact with it. I I actually uh, got got kind of upset about that post that was made at Cali, and I do not have the heated hatred towards the bird which is ironic because uh if anyone remembers i was i was basically fucking crucified by the same people that uh are now like oh i've always hated her because i called her a cunt and said that she was a bad person because she tore down women because she well ironically again attacked uh callie <laughs> like several months back and i finally made up with her and i've been getting along with her and uh, it really uh, upset me to see that post. And it just, that was kind of the breaking point for me too, where I was like, you guys can't admit that you're wrong and you would prefer to double down than just be yourself. It's really sad to see that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Right. But I, Which ignoring him doesn't actually solve the problem. Because when you're, when you're actually smart enough to see these problems, when you actually pay attention or you get in depth, what, whatever you want to say, if you're smart enough or if you pay attention long enough, however it works out, the sad reality is most people don't have enough time to sit around and actually pick apart these people 24-7, and we don't even pick them apart 24-7. We just have enough behind-the-scenes information to actually know the context for their actions, whether it's the the plot surrounding Kevin Hobby to directly obfuscate his actions and cover it up and create trans folks jokes and stolen honor outrage at the same time, or Shane Hazel's complete lack of principles when it comes to himself or anything else, any other context we've been talking about this, ignoring it doesn't actually solve the problem because they have spent this entire time convincing people that their format, that podcasting saves the world. And there are people dumb enough out there to genuinely believe that. And that's the thing that worries me. I'm out there to argue with those people, not them directly. I don't, eventually the actual podcaster is just going to block. So I've given up on convincing a podcaster that podcasting is useless. They make too much money and attention off of it. I go after and convince their audience not to listen to them. Because if they're not doing anything productive, why are you supporting them? And what is productive? Productive is actually seeing change. They're not going to talk into a microphone long enough to bring those people back onto the plane in Afghanistan. That's, that's not going to work. Uh, no matter how many cringe jokes they make about it, it's just not going to fucking work. So ig ignoring it doesn't solve the problem. You cannot, you, it is not enough to simply ignore podcasts. You must be actively anti-podcast. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like I guess, I guess this for me has just been like a, uh, it's not anything I haven't already said uh, to them. <laughs> it's just, uh, I guess I just wanted to make it clear that 
I I see what's going on. Oh and yeah. I just I don't buy it. I guess. They need to know that people are cataloging their sins. And like when I say in context of podcasts doing something productive, like I said, there's a compliment to throw Heather's way, which I've been telling her behind the scenes. There is nothing more controversial for a few minutes there than actually hosting Tommy in the corner. But I know whether public or private, Tommy tries to be at least a decent person, both online and in private. He doesn't have a persona. He acts the same way in online that he would if you're speaking to him online directly in a podcast or if you were talking to him in real life. And having him on and actually talking about policing and the challenges posed by being a liberty-minded police officer or what moving us away from policing looks like without pure anarchy and chaos taking place is a productive conversation that people in the liberty movement, whether you're an ANCAP, straight anarchist or minarchist or whatever, you, you kind of need to have that discussion eventually. But none of these podcasters actually want to have that. They want to sit around and say, all cops are bad and just have that. Well, how do we get away from cops? Well, we'll, we'll abolish the police tomorrow and we'll have fucking riots and murder and rape in the street in a day or two. Like, I, I always use the argument, and I'm sorry to make the argument for Tommy, who's not here, but you have like L.A., which whole parts of L.A. are basically a prison colony patrolled by the police. OK, abolish the police tomorrow because they're corrupt for doing that in the first place. And what do you get behind it? the bad form of anarchy, the actual gang lords and warlords running the area because there's nothing keeping it. So how do we de-escalate from that? What's the productive discussion to actually exist around that? Well, people don't want to have that. They want outrage and podcasters will feed them the outrage. Create the reason discussion, create a scaled down effect, have these discussions, but they're not going to have those. They're going to sit around and make jokes about innocent civilians scared of the Taliban falling from C-17s. That, that's what they're going to do. That's that's productive. Woo! Innocent civilians died. Woo! Podcast. Assholes. Well, and that's, well, I mean, the point of me having you guys on, I, I mean, I, I hello, I'm a fucking podcaster, right? Like, I, I am the enemy, but I wanted to give you guys a platform to talk about why you guys have a problem with podcasters and podcasts in general with the intention that maybe some of these people will listen to this and learn to take some genuine criticism and possibly Hello. grow and make some change. They'll, 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 they'll try to sweep it under the rug. Uh, instead, they'll just get really mad at us. Or blow uh, it off and just say it's nothing. They're nobodies. Yeah. Uh, just, They're not uh, actually just doing for, anything for because, liberty. We because... are. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, this Ooh. wasn't, just, I, I personally don't feel like attacking anybody except for Anybody that aided and abetted Kevin Hobby, like <laughs> every single one of you can go fuck yourself. Like I, and I say that with full fucking intention, anybody who knew what was going on and protected him and, and took the route of maybe she deserved it or you don't know the situation or anything like that. Y'all can go fuck yourself because what happened to her is goddamn fucking awful. And every single one of you deserve to live that life for five minutes, as far as I'm concerned, I uh, probably probably more than five minutes, you know, because uh, this is shit she has to deal with every day, you and know? is still yeah, dealing with going away. Like when the when the Twitter app refreshes, right? Right. Like this is this is something she's dealing with. Like currently, this is months later. 
Yeah. It's going to, I think, and these like, guys all fucking walked. Like, every fucking one of them just walked. Like, scot free. Like, you know, like, I mean, like Kevin Hobby, he lost his job. Okay, big whoop. Right. But, like, he still has enough money to fucking give it to, to Joshua Smith so that he can get his little podcast credit on the freaking credits of his podcast. Right. And, you know, like, like, we talked with Josh, right? Because Josh went through, like, a little bit of a situation and, you know, maybe there was some credence to stuff that happened to him and maybe there wasn't. I don't really know because I wasn't around. I wasn't paying attention to his ass. And and he said nothing. And we're like, Josh, man, you got to say fucking something. And we, we we actually talked to him. And he comes out and, you know, he says something pretty milk toast and, yeah, and 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 he he canceled his uh, his podcast with Hobby the next day because you know obviously they were. I appreciated that. Yeah. Which okay, cool. Like that's something. And then now he's featuring fucking Kevin Hobby's name on his podcast, like in the credits as an executive producer. Whatever the fuck that means. It's like okay, so oh, it's a Patreon level. Of, Kevin Hobby gives him a hundred bucks a month. Right, and out of one side of his mouth, right, he says, oh, yeah, this is bad. And out of the other side of his mouth, he's like, well, I'll take your money and put your fucking name, which, I mean, this guy should be Voldemort at this point, right? Like, and, and he was, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, you give me 100 bucks, I'll put your name on my podcast. No problems at all, right? As an executive producer, right? So, like, an average person looking at that going, oh, this is the guy behind this. And if they knew nothing about Kevin Hobby, they'd be like, oh, he's supporting Josh Smith. I like Josh Smith. Maybe I'll go find him, you know? And, and like, you you look at this, and you realize that, yeah, Kevin Hobby lost his job, but he's clearly still a part of this somehow, right? He still he still has some, some credibility with this crew, you know? And, and then, like, you look at, like, like, I have a... I have some like leaked uh, some leaked DMs from like Reed Reed uh, Cloverfield or whatever the fuck his name is. Okay, hold on. Um, Before you go into that, I want to read you guys something really quick because one of the arguments that a lot of these people made was that quote unquote we don't know the whole story, right? Like we we don't know what really happened between the two of them, and like that was the things that were said on the back end. And I mean, like I have a. A, a conversation in my phone right now that I have been given permission to share publicly. And the, okay. the words that are, I'm going to read this to you guys. <clears throat> the individual who was injured says, okay, not going to argue it. I think it comes off as you blame shifting, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Kevin Hobby's response to her was, oh, I see what you're saying. I just left it vague like that because I don't want to tell everyone I know that I was physically abusive to you. And like, I have the actual conversation. Mm-hmm. He literally left it vague. He intentionally did not tell people what he did because he didn't want people to know that he was exactly a fucking piece of shit. Okay. I will want to, I do want to interrupt just real quick and Please say that with my experience when I confronted uh, Josh and I confronted Reed and I confronted Panvidia about the situation with Kevin Hobby, I know that Reed immediately put out a public statement like condemning it. And I know that uh, Josh canceled his episode with him. But again, the stuff with the, the executive producer. And I know that Panvidia 
I don't, he's disassociated and we had a long conversation about it and he was like, I didn't know. I will say that when she did post the evidence initially, she then deleted her account and a lot of people didn't see it that weren't in her immediate circle. And those of us who really cared about her were really passionate about it because we care about her. Right. Whereas other people are not as passionate about things. And, uh... I do feel like that played into it on top of the fact that he left it vague. So nobody did know really what he meant by that. Right. So, I mean, but some people did though. So yeah, there's some a, people did. There's another uh, like clean libertarian uh, knew the entire time and then put out a statement defending him after it had all come out and he'd confessed to it also. Oh yeah, sure. I have the screenshot. Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at it right now. Right. This is like, and like literally like out of, the clean libertarian's mouth, right? Like, at Liberty Drew 84, right? Yeah, fuck you, Drew. He's saying everyone dogpiling on this guy after he's done everything possible to correct his faults is hard to watch. I assure you, we all have a past and we've made mistakes. Many among us had the balls to own it and seek help. I know Kevin, and he's certainly not someone. Well, Bro. Uh, yeah, I've made mistakes in my and, life, but I, I like I'm, tortured somebody. Like, yeah. And when he said this, Kevin Hobby is still chair of the fucking Libertarian Party of Oklahoma. He's not resigned right? yet. He hasn't admitted and resigned to it yet. Exactly. Uh-oh, right? he sent that tweet too soon, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, and so, yeah, he's done everything that he can to remedy his mistakes, except for fucking anything. Right. Literally so anything. No, 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 dude. He tweeted out that he was sorry, so it's all good now. And named yeah, his cool. victim twice in the in the admission. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, what a fucking, fucking scumbag. And yet this guy is fine. He walked away from this, right? He's he's still doing exactly what he's always been doing. With no real recourse. The reason he mentioned her was because he knew it would get her to delete her account. I 100% believe that. Oh, yeah, sure, because she got death threats, right? Yeah. And, like, not like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, like very serious, detailed, like, detailed, specific, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to you. Didn't somebody swat her, too? Yeah, Veruca doxed her. Yeah. She said she swatted her, but then she she claimed uh, that she didn't know what swatting meant after that, so... I don't know. We're not clear on if she swatted her or not. But she definitely doxed her. But like, we I let her know that she said that, so that way she could call ahead to yeah. her local police and intercept yeah. that. She, she's sitting there having to deal with all this shit, right? And then now she has to call her local police department to tell them, hey, don't break down my fucking door and shoot me, right? Everything is okay, right? Yeah. Like. On top of dealing with everything else, and now having she's to deal with, with that. that still, yeah, right, from somebody who is going to have a podcast with Kevin Hobby. Yeah, Veruca, good, good job on that one, dude. There's also another example that I'm going to rant about for a while on all this, which involves on a particular episode of said videos that he puts out. They entitled the video Liberty Drama, which I have continually attempted to draw attention to as an example for the pure amount of idiocy or malice, take your pick, that these people can actually partake in. Where one of these podcasters who is frequently all over the place, including associated with Kevin Hobby at the time, has on 
a lantern-jawed, Jay Leno-sounding mook of a fucking man who, by his own admission, has no idea what is going on with the abuse and torture, the accusations, or the evidence at play, though he references it several times and says that he saw some of the evidence, but then proceeds to wishy-wash, gish gallop, and obfuscate the situation. And if anybody, if any, and I'd be happy to display the link, I can give it out to Wait, anybody hold here. Wait, what fucking word is gish gallop? Like, where the fuck? Oh, it's where you're talking, 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 not actually going to any particular point and just rambling on to obfuscate the point and sound like you're making it. <laughs> Oh, cool. Which is what a podcaster does on a regular basis. You see also St. Shane Hazel explaining Raytheon away for an hour and a half. Because remember, oh. when he was young, he was forced to salute the flag. And that brainwashed him. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, he was forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Of course he wanted to murder people in the desert. Anyway. <laughs> no, make it easier to murder people in the desert. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what the Pledge of Allegiance does. I pledge allegiance to bomb Kabul. Um... <laughs> In the name of the United States. On this episode, this fucking mook says he's his family. He was a victim of abuse and everything else. So he tried to. He goes through all this gish. I say gish gallop again. He goes through all this gish gallop, and he constantly says, "You know, we don't really know what's going on. I don't know what's really going on here. You know, we don't even know. You know, you know, it could be that she deserved it. I mean, like Bill Burr said, sometimes there's a reason to hit a woman. You're just like, well, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. You don't know what's going on. Shut the fuck up. It's not that hard. Just." Don't go on the podcast. When, when, when the moron with the mustache asks you if you want to come on and discuss this, you say, you know what? As somebody who's been a victim of uh, abuse in a family environment or anything, I don't know enough about this to actually weigh in. So I, I'm actually going to sit this one out. I want to find out more. I have a responsibility both to the victim and the accused to not weigh in because I'm genuinely not sure right now. But no, the ego won't allow that. So the fucking moron who has a family and all this other shit and claims to be the super sensitive guy sits there and pretty much does harm to the victim directly while saying how we just don't know how the victim ever got harmed. Or you, 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 you can't be that stupid. You can't have a following. N nobody listens to you, right? Nobody actually sits there and says, that was a great idea. You, good job. You really nailed that point. Fucking idiots. No. <laughs> I mean, timeline is like hobby and the torturing thing, and like that was all like well last year, mm -hmm. October, November, something like that. You, you have to understand that I I'm not really like super willing to actually go over that in depth because yeah, because it's kind of uh... it really hurts me. Oh, I didn't mean of the abuse. I meant of the timeline of those four, those three days in particular. Yeah, and so all this all this broke on June second. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that's when the shitstorm started, um, and then you know it, it, like it wasn't until like what was it like like a week later something like that that like hobby got replaced by some dude named Thalvanel. Not sure how to uh, say that name. But I mean, like, OKLP, like, they said nothing. Right? Like, their whole announcement was, oh, yeah, uh, this is the new interim chair, everybody, you know? And that's Woo it. Unrelated to anything like, that's going on. Unrelated to anything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they posted it with replies turned off, right? Ooh. And, and, and the thing is, uh, like, people, people don't understand how Twitter works, right? Uh, like, 
it like the algorithm will promote things that have a lot of activity, engagement, right? And this is all because of advertising, because the more engagement you have, the more ads you can show, et cetera, right? And so they want to show the post. Twitter wants to show the post. They have a lot of engagement because they show a lot of ads and they make money. Fine. These people know about this, right? Like they didn't want people responding because they know that more people would see it. And, you know, like yeah. I have the cat facts on that because that whole tweet got 21 likes. That's it. 21 likes, which means 21 people saw it and were like, oh, yeah, cool. Boop. Most of the and, entire and libertarian normal, like, party of Oklahoma. <laughs> and, well, that, that's the thing, though, right, is that their normal tweets, right, get anywhere between like 80 and 400 average, right? There's some outliers there where you got, you know, a little bit less and a whole lot more when something really, really does well. But 21 likes, right, and nine retweets. And those nine retweets were basically all us, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it shows you that there's there's ass covering here happening on an actual political level, like this is not just podcaster ass covering. This is no, this is raw water. This is actual politicians abusing a position of power. Like this Correct. is what yeah. we claim to stand against. <laughs> yeah, and and meanwhile, before all that went down, right, you have all kinds of people dismissing this as drama, right, including Reed Cloverdale, right, and you know Reed saying in DMs. Like, hey, I know about this situation, right? And like, if it comes out to be worse than what Hobby's saying, like, I'm gonna come out and I'll be, I'll be against it. Don't worry, right? Yeah. And and it was abundantly clear, pretty much immediately after that, that this was much worse than what Hobby was saying. And he said nothing. Like, we had to like fucking badger the guy in order to get him to say anything at all. I do. Right. I do want to like, say, okay, like, did he say something? Yeah, he did say something. But at the same time, yeah. he didn't say something until it it's could. Like June fourth. Like, like I, again, this is something that he got backlash for. Um, I don't think he really bothered to look into it. And like I said, I think Hobby was intentionally vague, but he also mentioned his victim, and she deactivated because of it. There was no evidence for him to see until I sent it to him. Because no one else cared. It'd be interesting in to see circle. when you directed him to it. Because as far as I understand from the timeline and the information at hand. I know she... that the day that I directed him to it, he made a statement. Right. The which day. that was like the June 4th. Yes. Yeah, he was contacted it was days by after. the victim on June 1st with this information and shown the evidence. I didn't know that. That's see, what that I've been saying in the chats all the time. And people thought I was just spitting yarns. Like he knew. He actually knew. <laughs> He was aware the whole time. He intentionally sat on it, proverbially sat on it. So, yeah, I did not know that. So, I mean, in a perfect world, like, what would, what do you guys think other than podcasters just not podcasting anymore? Like, what do you, what do you think they could do to actually, like, get people to like them I don't them want more? them to stop podcasting. Based. Like, down with the pods. But, <laughs> We will not eat the bugs. We will not watch the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate the podcast, Christ. <laughs> I mean, realistically, though, like, I'll ask you a question, Heather, because I, I think it's a fair question. Um, just be the same fucking person on Twitter as you are in real life. Yeah, dude, just do that right? because some of you just are like decent like, fucking people. 
Because look, you, like they all have huge fucking egos, right? Like Titanic level egos. So like, if you really think you're the shit, okay, be yourself, right? Just yeah. be you. If you if you are the shit, be you, and stop with all the bullshit, right? And when you see yeah. something that like is objectively wrong, like as you yourself, right? Be true to yourself and say something. <laughs> Out of your mouth, because you have big, people who listen to you, right? Big, big like, shout out to uh, my podcast bros on that comment from Frank and uh, Nick Ashley specifically in Rothbardian also. Just want to put that out there. Uh, no beefs with you guys, but uh, yeah, maybe just, just be you, because it's good enough. You don't have to be this other thing, because this other thing kind of sucks, whatever it is. It just sucks, and I don't think that you guys are bad people. I really don't. I know that people don't agree with me, but I don't think you are. I just think that you want to be accepted, and I think that you want to laugh, and you want to make jokes and stuff, but sometimes uh, you take it too far. There you go. I'm not always the most delicate with how I word things, but I'll always be really honest with you about how I feel, and I'll always stick to what I believe in and what I think is right. And if any of you that I've mentioned, if you feel slighted by what I've said, you're welcome to message me about it. My DMs are always open, so... But uh, also, um, I meant what I said, and I think that you guys could could do better sometimes and that's that's all i'm going to say on the matter if these people do think that, that they are good people you know like they think they're doing good um like the output yes. is is bad sometimes mm -hmm. and they don't seem to care and i would tell those people uh you know look if you guys think you're good understand that allowing this stuff to slide uh that's the path to becoming a bad person right like this this will affect who you are right and if you don't want to become that if you actually think that everyone is wrong and that you're actually a good person uh you can't stay on this path right this path will lead you into being a bad person and like, I would implore you as a fellow human, like, please hit the brakes and do something about it. Don't let yourself stay in that pit. You need to talk to I will say something. I didn't know if, Anna, uh, if he didn't want to go. You what? I will say something. I just didn't know if uh, hey, what's up, guys? he wanted to go first. <laughs> what could podcasters do? Oh, to man. win you over, um, not become podcasters. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if they were like, uh, they need to stop podcasting and then like become experts at what they're trying to talk about, and then come back in like twenty years, <laughs> and then become podcasters. <laughs> come back in like twenty years. <laughs> Oh, I wish Gucci had made it in here because she could have talked about her ex-boyfriend that podcasted Ooh, space, about nice. space. 
Oh, that's it. But he's not an expert on space. He just podcasts about it. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Well, see, that's an interesting point, though, right? He, he wasn't an expert on space, right? But he never pretended to be an expert on space. Yeah, did he, he claim that he was a, an expert? No. He just was a guy who thought space was really fucking cool. And he wanted to talk about it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Fine. Like, yeah. That's interesting, actually, because then other people who think space is cool can be like, oh, I'll listen to that. And maybe this guy who thinks space is cool has some things that I don't know about space. And <laughs> and then we can all I learn about space to together. Come out that I care right. too much though. Like you could you could do this with you could do this with liberty, mm, right? True. You could absolutely do it with liberty. <laughs> like, hey, I don't know everything. Like, you know, I've I've read some Rothbard and here we are. Let's talk about yeah. some stuff that I'm learning and it's interesting. Uh, and not pretend like you're, you're <laughs> fucking Liberty Gandhi here. Well, see, that's what I was actually going to get at with my clothes. Like what, what can they do either to redeem themselves or do better for first of all, and people are probably going to get tired of hearing this from me. Anybody that facilitated the covering up of Kevin hobby or knew, and I know the timeline. And I know what you guys knew when you knew it. And I'll never fucking forgive you until you address what you did or what you didn't do. You had the opportunity to help and you didn't. You are damned in my opinion. And until more people realize it, I'm not going to fucking stop bringing it up until <laughs> yeah. you bring it up and eat some crow over it. As for podcasters at large, like a bunch of morons that sit together and have Thaddeus Russell over or wear BK crowns or wear their hats backwards and chuckle at dead civilians. You keep talking about this liberty movement and liberty, unity, and liberty, liberty, and ANCAP, ANCAP, and liberty, liberty. This is all bigger than you. And if you were to get hit by a bus and die tomorrow, other people still have to continue with this fight without your eternal guidance. What actual resources or contributions are you genuinely making to actually help that conflict, to actually help push it? You're going out and protesting mass. Woo! What a controversial take. Don't want to wear masks. But what actual resources have you produced? Have you changed the law? Have you written a new book? Have you created a new theory? Have you created a new argument? Have you genuinely convinced people? Or are you making enough noise to make it sound like you're convincing people? I think they know the genuine answer to that. Honest. If they actually looked inward, if they asked themselves honestly, what am I doing here? laughing at dead civilians on this podcast or saying we don't really know the whole story about spouse but if they really genuinely introspected on themselves or and randomly saying taxation is theft and buy crypto well no shit thanks for the financial advice good work you're really nailing it home for us all new ideas you're not generating anything you're not making any real changes and you're not actually helping convince people hey who's a good example of an amateur that is doing any of the stuff you're saying hey all right toad Cool. <laughs> Toad, Clint, Reed, Nick, oh, wait, Ashley. I'm talking I'll about say the their names. I don't care. Good at it, not the people that suck. Yeah, yeah. Is anybody? Is any amateurs are good at it? I don't oh. listen to enough podcasts on the regular exactly. set because none of them actually offer anything right. new. Heather is one of the few people that I've listened to semi regularly because I go, "There's a conversation I haven't heard before that actually creates new points." Even yeah. an episode about a trucker talking about the logistics of trucking was more interesting than hearing these morons give their half-assed takes that CNN belched out first on Afghanistan. 
they came late to the party and they still weren't funny. They're the worst guests to have at a party. They just ate the food and left. You know who guys invite them again. Actually, doing a good job. Uh, and and most people just write them off as a as a troll, right? I was gonna um, think you might Michael bring Mouse. him up. Oh yeah, I'd add him into because the cathedral rhetoric gets a little old every once in a while. But he at least attempts to produce a new idea or argue right. theory in the modern age and do it competently. And he's not and just about clout and guests. Either. He has, and, and he's, he's doing like, it with people who don't know these things. Right? He's, he's, he's not like just bringing on his yeah. buddies and jerking each other off, right? He's, he's going on like Fox. He's going on like mainstream media, mainstream like you know, uh, like media companies and talking about these things. He's he's actually reaching a large audience. Yeah. And he's com- making good arguments. But compare that with being a dancing bear for Fox News, which has been my <laughs> biggest criticism of Dave Smith. They trot him out to beat up the blue tie. And then they take up part of his point to be like, yeah, really get him, Dave. Dave gets to say all the edgy shit at the Democrat that they brought on for the panel. And Dave Smith's just like, I really did some good. And Fox News is like, hey, jot uh, that down. You know that what? really worked with our crowd. All you're doing is giving your it opposition really talking too, because points to I've use been against seeing you. this weird uh, newbie kind of uh, plebeian <laughs> viewpoint, and uh, libertarians are just another word for neocon and right wing for them. The one and the same. And I was just like, yeah, smacking face palming. I was called new right last night. I I didn't know that I was part of a whole new movement <laughs> that I didn't even know I was part of. I congrats, I, welcome. I know I'm super I mean, pumped about it. If you're doing it. it right, you'll get you'll get accused of being a right wing extremist and a libtard and a liberal. Yeah, like that'll happen all the time. Nobody will ever accuse not, me of being a liberal. Like if that's not happening, that you probably your game. probably need to. I know I'm not doing a good job. Touch up a little bit. I I'm a podcaster, so I we already know by default I suck. So yeah, I'm. I'm already not there. All right. What can podcasters do to make you like them or appreciate them stop, or think uh, that they should still exist? Stop, stop like idolizing like people like Dave Smith. Like he's got some good takes, but like I've been like attacked before for like replying to him and saying, nah, dude, this is, this is kind of dumb. It, like, it's like they, they put these like big name people up on a, on a pedestal and then like attack anyone that disagrees with them. Like stop doing that shit. Or like the whole, like he went on everybody's up on everybody's podcast. And then they all like every time someone got a new, every time he went on a new podcast, he was like, Oh my God, he did it. Oh, like why? Like stop and stop talking about your shit so much. Like if the only thing you're tweeting is about your podcast, like why? Like what's the fucking point? That's good. That's good. It reminds me of the uh, entire uh, like culture of YouTubing and and like the atheist movement and fucking Sargon and there's so many rabbit holes that this reminds me of and that's why I'm also kind of sick of it. Because I was like deep in deep in that kind of stuff for mean? years back. I don't know, like six seven years ago. Yeah, so now Same. everything's old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. world men. That's what happens. Yeah, dude, I've I've seen so much bullshit between two different like YouTubers and all of their little minions attacking each other. <laughs> yeah, it's all new for them though. 
they don't realize that it's useless yet. That's the crazy bit. They just got into it last year. It's like, yeah, this they tried to do this like six years ago. It also didn't work. And you try to talk to them about it. It's impossible because I found it. Now I will be the oh, Or it's God, like they're all yeah. useful idiots. <laughs> yeah, it was what we were waiting for you secretly yeah. all along, you messiah of yeah, the it's cast. like they're all useful idiots, and the only people that gain anything is the people that get a little bit more views, a little bit more money. I think that you all brought – I mean, obviously, you guys brought up some very good points. My – my one bone of contention, I think that I would probably agree with you guys the strongest outside of the personal parts of it, but the inability to take criticism. Like I love when people come to me and say, Hey, I think that you should, or, or, or I would have appreciated if you had done this differently, or, um, can you have this kind of guest on or, you know, anything like that. I, I appreciate criticism because that, that is, what makes me better. That's what makes me more appealing to people. Um, but at the same time, when people are like, oh, you should do more comedy or, oh, you should do this. I try really hard not to No, I am not having shoe on head on my show. <laughs> I gave the suggestion. <laughs> she would not like me. We would She's not based. get along at all. Based. Um, <clears throat> based. But a lot of people, and, and that's the thing, like a lot of people are like, oh, you should do it more like this person. I, I don't listen to podcasts at all. I've never listened to one all the way through, except Based. for Drinking Bros podcast. What about I do when listen Alex to theirs on, the on a very regular basis. <laughs> that was my first and nope, only podcast. I've never watched a single podcast all the way through. It was fucking awesome. And I don't do it because I don't want to try to let it's like comedians don't go listen to other comedians do sets because they don't want to tell the same jokes or they don't want to do like I try really hard not to do the exact same thing that other people are doing. Yeah, we didn't even cover the ubiquitous nature of the content these fuckers produce where it's all the same thing. I talked about this and he talked about this. Let's have a show together where we'll both talk about that again. (laughs) God damn it. It's on repeat for a week with these fuckers. Sorry, sorry. No, I I just I appreciate you guys taking the time. I I will say like I'm kind of excited. My claim to fame is that I got oh, my podcast. So like I I win. I, I don't give a fuck when oh. anything else happens. Like I got my podcast, so I'm fucking excited about that. But and and even I mean fuck. His permission to record him, by the way. <laughs> but I asked his wife and. It, Post-modern nope. world. You know, I was there when she uh, gave the affirmative. What? No, no, no. This is, You'll have this to is... edit out all of it if he says so right now. As your lawyer advised you to stay. <laughs> no, I was a witness to the affirmative given by the waifu, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> See? This is bullshit. Oh, you gave up funny. so quickly. We can't even have this oh, one. I don't want to take different. it away from her. All <laughs> right. Cool. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I don't know that I would say that, like, I enjoyed this in as much as I would say that this is something that is very necessary to do. I don't really think it's necessary. They're like, talking about this shit, like, not gonna this listen. is not fun. I wish I didn't have to. Like, oh, I don't even know if this is going to make it in. I think they're destined to fail. And I think that's the problem. They could be doing so much better. But on their current path, they are destined to fail. They're destined to actually commit crimes at some point at this point because they're willing to overlook them so much. I don't but think my- this was necessary to bring them down. That's probably what the fantasy that's going to come out of this, though. 
a circle jerk that they're going to have over this is like, look, we've created these people mm-hmm. that hate us. We must be doing something right. It's like, yeah, no, you fool. These are criticisms. These are meant to guide you towards a better path because these are potential audience members that might even be people that would share your points if you started making better points. Listen to that. But you're not going to. You're too arrogant. Honestly, you're too I'm not even like an audience member. I'm well, like, that's the thing. like I'm like I hope friends that... with some of these people. <clears throat> and I feel like uh, they do do a disservice to themselves. Well, and that was the point of this. Like I, I told you guys, I had two goals with this. One was to expose the situation with Kevin Hobby and in essence, some of the people who, who were behind the scenes that helped promote that situation for him. And then my second point was it, it wasn't to, to rail against any of these people. And I, I mean, I hope they make it through the whole episode to hear this part, but it like, I genuinely want to change the country. Like, I know we crack jokes about, like, oh, you have a fucking podcast and you think you're going to change something. But, like, I there's a huge opportunity right now. You guys talk about all of these people started these podcasts in 2020. There are a huge number of people that, for the very first time in their lives, have felt discomfort at the hands of the government. We've We've been a comfortable society for a really long fucking time. And for the first time is that we have an opportunity to actually achieve ground, gain ground against the government in favor of liberty. And I hope that these people listen to some of these criticisms and say, you know what, I can do better. I do have these goals in mind. Here are the things I'm going to change or the things I'm going to do to achieve them. And when we talk about liberty unity, maybe there's an opportunity for there to actually be an effort. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that I don't know if they'll listen to it. I don't know if they'll they'll take it as anything other than personal attacks. So I don't know. I mean, I'm but not, that's why I wanted to have you guys on. Thing. I know it wasn't that's, fun. That's why we I wanted to. Like, I would much rather fucking sit and get drunk. I had a blast. That's why I wanted to clarify about. that this is not this is not <laughs> about just, your personality. This is about your actions. To be honest, and what you're what you're saying and doing, right? It's just not lining up with. Uh, I just feel like people sometimes, if if they are just allowed Principles. to continue to spiral, but with nothing but yes men, uh, it consumes who they are as a person and changes them fundamentally. And I think that sometimes you need someone who's genuine with you to look at you and be like, dude, I think you're losing touch with grass outside go touch it you know like yeah like sometimes somebody has to be like hey man did you ever think about just not instead just not sometimes instead of commenting on things or doing things um just don't that would be good because some things are are bad and just because your friend said them doesn't mean you should defend them uh and and if you do and people get upset about that understand it's because you willingly endorsed something a piece of shit would say or something that someone who's being a cunt would say. And that's that's just the face of it. That's why everyone's mad. It's not because, oh, Lolberts. Yeah. It's, it is to some degree, and I agree, that there are some people who uh, they circle jerk each other off on hating 
these people. Like that's that's what they do. They follow them around and they give them as much attention and as much anything as they could ever need, as much publicity, just with their hatred. And uh, it's that's pointless too. It's all pointless. But I just wanted to just wanted to say like all taken gay. You guys you guys are better than that. Yeah, and worth mentioning that if you're if you're no, one of the assholes who I wasn't Ken talking Hobby, about them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck you in particular and 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 yes. fuck your whole fucking bloodline and it would have probably been better yes. if you would have just sudoku <laughs> in Minecraft. If you want to come out and you want to you want to fuck around, you will find out. For all of you that sit around underneath the nutsack of Kevin Hobby, just know that Fuck them, man. They are terrible fucking people. Like, and they not only... I can't believe anyone at this point would fucking... uh, Oh, no. Yeah. They got to her, just like that. The podcasters got her. Oh, dude, I don't remember. Finish what you were saying. Yeah, fuck around, find out. You want to fuck around, you find out. That's what I'm saying. And uh, eat shit. There you go. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to end it now since ta- you guys can't hear Tappy. Does anybody else have anything they want to huh? say before I close up shop? Todd. Who's Todd? Nope. Oh, Todd Hagopian. <clears throat> yeah, fuck you too, Todd Hagopian. Eat shit, Todd Hagopian. Yeah, good luck editing this so it doesn't suck. Yeah. Ligma. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to be notified whenever we have another episode come up, please subscribe. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Please make it a great day in America. This is the country where few people leave, too many people want to enter, and dead people still vote. Take care. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death!